Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We're here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road where it feels like rain, it looks like rain, and even AccuWeather.com says in 92 minutes, 92 minutes, we will get rain. Good, good. Yeah. Whatever it takes. So, all right. So, 210-308-8867. I'm not hearing. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm I don't, not hearing you. Yeah, either. I'm not hearing you. Let's see what the scoop is. That may be on me. All right. Well, let me see what the scoop is. You keep talking. Calvin, talk a little bit about some of the questions you answered. In with. Oh wow. Well, we had a question about Mexican petunia, and we did talk, talked about uh, they were wondering if they can transplant it. And of course, our question was, Are you sure you want to? Uh, they, and they reseed. You got to be careful. Uh, and then we talked about the desire, desirability of the dwarf Mexican petunia as a ground cover. Um, and that's, let's see, what other other things did we? Oh, we were talking about uh, stump vine, um, uh, stump and vine killer. How to use that? Uh, so one of the listeners had a. Uh, crepe myrtle that was uh, re uh, sprouting and uh, they were trying to use Roundup to do it, and it was just much, just much easier to do stump vine and uh, yeah, something vine killer than it is to do with Roundup. You know, they're, they're doing the drilling and all this. Uh, so, Milton's um, giving me a bad cord here. Really? Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can hear you pretty pretty well, but not. The, yeah. Well. And uh, the, it's been threatening to rain. Uh, a couple of times, some big drops fell on the, the drive over here. Yeah. We had a had a big neighborhood work uh, session this morning, in our uh, masks and our spacing, and we loaded. Uh, Loaded up uh, bam, bamboo and uh, and uh, old stumps for our. Uh, we had a big, we got a big brush pickup coming up in in the neighborhood. So that was that was kind of a successful successful event. How are you doing, guys? I don't know. There you are. We can hear you. We can Hello. hear you. Hello. Hey, we got Hello. you. We got me. You got you. All right. Uh, now look at that. Doesn't close. that Milton look like he's got a sunburn? Yeah, he does. I mean, maybe it's the mask, the he, reflection. He, he looks healthy. Yeah, there we go. Oh, wow. Got that ruddy look. That quite, uh, quite a change. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. 
It's 866-308-8867. So, uh, yeah, hopefully in 92 minutes, hour and a half, we'll see if we get some rain here. It's uh, There's lots of rain, little bands on the... Uh, to the east of us, to the, uh, yeah. kind of to the... Southeast? Yeah. That's what they said on the, the radio, yeah. Over so, there. anyway, 210-308-8867. Okay, so I need your help. Calvin, I just sent you a picture, and it's similar to what um, another listener was asking about. Uh, I've got a sweet potato that was sitting too long and now has uh, decided to go ahead and uh, sprout. Yeah, do what sweet potatoes do, I suppose. <laughs> a sprout. It's uh, a root. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. Do you see the picture or no? I'm trying to get to it. Oh, okay. It should be. I should have texted it to you. What, a, what are did. you wanting to know? So what do I do now that I've got this? I don't. Too play. damn late. Why? <laughs> I, I can't. Too late. I can't plant that part. You can plant it. But it's not going to produce more sweet potatoes. No, no, I'm just looking for the vine. Oh, okay. Yeah, just yeah. plant that part. So just cut the whole, cut that, like... Uh, how long are the shoots? Maybe four to four inches, maybe. Okay. Well, you could cut that whole pieces up if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, I, oh, Lord have mercy. What? Oh. Uh, it's just a, it's a lot of potato for... Uh, it looks more like a body part with something coming out of it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Y'all are not making me feel more confident in my gardening ability. No, it's just, yeah, that'll, that'll grow. All right, so just kind of cut... But I would, you know, I would always be inclined Probably to... Probably leave it unattached. Just to put the whole potato underground? Well, yeah, um, that'd be safer for melting. Okay. You don't need the milk. The, 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 the How would you suggest someone besides me do it? <laughs> well, a well, great thing would be they would they would get a whole bunch of little sprouts starting to cut. You know, you don't you just pull them off. Actually, oh, okay. Yeah, you don't need that that potato part. Oh, so the first answer next time you buy a sweet potato, use it. Right. Well, occasionally uh, but, that. But if you're not, buy one from one of the organic places where it hasn't been treated not to put out the little eyes. Oh, okay. So get organic sweet potatoes. Okay. So like well, sprouts or one of the. Yeah. I, I don't know who's still left in the market. but. Yeah. Well, this one kind of made a break for freedom, and so we found him in the pantry. Uh, so you can eat it and get a plant off of that. There thing. you go. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Trace is on. Oh, we didn't. We never did get Trace uh, a theme song. We still need to uh, figure that out. No. But uh, we'll figure that out for tomorrow. But uh, now Trace has a question. Yeah, we're getting a bumpy start to today's show. <laughs> I've I've got uh, some information for everybody and Trace. Okay. Uh, because we were talking about uh, how how we c- collect animal urine. For sale in in the in the nursery. So just an FYI, I did book some coyote urine uh, for my fall. Just because, right. just because we talked about good it. Man. Oh, the coyotes are feeling such relief. But Dennis, is, Dennis, <laughs> is good. Is, I like that. Thank you. Now Jerry will have to take that on as a project to pr- promote the use of that coyote and, urine. And give give credit where credit is due. Where did that article come from? Dennis, my man. Yeah, Dennis in Cullen. Austin. Dennis does good research. Yeah, he he has three, three uh, sites. He actually interviewed coyotes yeah. for this. 
Uh, he writes in the first one, he says, as reported by Slate.com News, Bill Graham of Leg Up Enterprises, uh-huh. I like the name, in Lovell, Maine. Uh, Graham believes he is the predator urine baron, claiming <laughs> control of 90% of the U.S. market. Wow. He's, uh, he's cornered urine. <laughs> the U.S. Department of Commerce doesn't keep track of market share of urine. Oh, okay. Neither does Bloomberg News. Graham says he gets his pee, P-E-E, mm-hmm. in keg party-sized barrels. That's whiskey barrels, I guess. Uh, from 10 facilities he doesn't want to say much about. To those who worry about health and happiness of his canine products, Graham offers this reassurance. The urine is collected from animals that are kept on farms and zoos. The urine is collected passively. So that that answers my question about uh, uh, who, who collects it. You know, I thought they'd run yeah. out that grass. Yeah, so, but still. I'm pretty sure you won't hear this kind of information on any other yeah. gardening oh, show. I wonder what that means, collect passively. I mean, do you, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you follow them around with a little beaker or what? No. I think uh, that means you don't tickle them or anything like that to make them <laughs> pee. Put their little paws in water. It's, so you don't do any of those aggressive so techniques. So you try to get them. You just let them pee naturally. So there, it makes it more desirable to pee in one spot. Trace than is looking at me spot. like, really? This is where we're going with this? <laughs> Trace, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> you got to follow this. I'm sorry. Uh, all I can think about is uh, you know, the people that say they have 100% uh, composted cow manure, it's dairy farmers, and they make them walk across a cement area to go get milk there twice a day. Oh, so they So whatever poop, poop is they on walk. that cement is 100% cow manure. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so they've got to be in some kind of uh, cement enclosure that can be wa- uh, hosed down. Yeah, that, that reminds that, that me. also works for their urine because they have those little troughs. Right. There yeah. you go. That reminds me of Malcolm Beck. Uh, we had a rainy, rainy spring one year, and uh, of course Malcolm's got all his stuff uh, had had all has all this stuff piled out there. And uh, it had rained so much that it was actually leaching his manure piles, his compost piles. Mm-hmm. So is that where he came up with compost tea? Uh, I, he he was very upset. Of course, as I was driving in there, I realized I was going to burn the truck I was driving to get that odor out of there. <laughs> but uh, Malcolm was all upset that he hadn't concreted his uh his compost lot and collected that uh stuff for compost tea always thinking oh hey uh, here's an update according to accuweather rain will start in san antonio in 17 minutes not necessarily at millburgers <laughs> although i can put in the address please all right hold on uh <laughs> it's gonna well, say it's gonna drizzle and then it's done yeah you think what, what I saw this morning was only one-tenth of an inch. Yeah. No, no. They, uh, on weather.gov, it was, they were, like, covering every base. It said uh, rainfall amounts from a tenth of an inch to a quarter of an inch, although possibly 
heavier in thunderstorms. <laughs> so that's a weatherman for you. Yeah. All right. Well, let me put. Let me. Uh, let's see. Let me get the Millburgers' exact address, and then uh, we'll do so. Hold on. Y'all keep talking. You want to talk about what's going on, what's on sale, what's uh, happening? It's a nice uh, day, actually, uh, with we the do, breeze. We, we do have a blood drive set up. Yeah. For, is that on the 8th? For next month. I can't remember the – I want I'll, to say it's later than that. 12, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe it moved. 15th um, or something. Okay. Was, well, you know what? I think it maybe it moved from the – It was the 6th, and I think it moved uh, a week later. Hold on. I'm going to find it. It says Millburgers – Blood Drive, August 15th. August 15th, yeah. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's coming up. And then you're going to have another one on October 24th. Well, we may as well make it a urine uh, collection time, Please, too. Please not. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> passive, but a passive collection. But only passively. <laughs> no one will force you to urinate. Bring I, your dog along, yeah. I see you got some great uh, four-inch tomato plants. Yes, we do. Uh, of all all selections. I think I bought them all. <laughs> uh, did you? I believe so. <laughs> uh, but th- those are not the ones on sale, are they? Uh, six packs only two ninety nine. Well, that's regular price. So uh, the six packs are regular two ninety nine, and the four and a half inch are regular one ninety nine. Okay. So for sale, yes. On sale. No. Okay. Now, Jerry, with uh, this rain, this rain and uh, some cooler temperatures coming, uh, I think they could probably plant those four and a half inches directly in the ground. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. AccuWeather says rain starting in 18 minutes here at, at Melbourne. Oh okay. lord. We'll see though. AccuWeather is sometimes yeah, not so accurate. If it's only a tenth of an inch. It's, it's going to blow, trace, yeah. blow through. So I'm just telling you, we'll watch it. We'll watch it for accuracy. It's uh, about 12.15 now. So, Sorry. And I, perennials are on sale. Yeah, that's a great opportunity. Yeah. A whole bunch of different I'll ones. Actually, you, you can save kind of twice on perennials because you can get them. What's that mean? Isn't it? Uh, a certain number. Yeah, per- you buy so many, they yeah. drop, drop even a lower. Yeah, number one. And a lot of them are in the sauce pack. Regularly, oh, that's good. Ninety-nine. Explain what that means in a minute. On sale for four four dollars and eighteen cents, or five for twenty dollars. Yeah, so you save another dollar. So go. what do you mean when you say they're in the sauce package? For those who don't know. Well, so sauce has a uh, their, uh, for lack of a better, landscape package thing that they're doing. And uh, they've been doing it for several years now, and it's very uh, effective. If you reduce your lawn by 200 square foot, you can apply for uh, for a $100 uh, certificate. Coupon. Coupon. I always forget the word he wants us to use. Yeah. Uh, towards the purchase of 15 plants, uh, you do have to uh, cap any sprinklers. And you have to put uh, an inch worth of mulch over the entire uh, area, uh, which is, uh, I think it's one cubic yard. I think is what it works out to be with exact math. But they, they help you pay for the plants. Yeah. So. And if you get them on sale, then you can use some of the extra money for the mulch. That there you, you go. Get. Yeah. And you actually, Millburgers, by the way, if you're not sure what... What the, the details or which plants or what they might look like. Millburgers has a special area where they all are, and plus they they're, everybody here is knowledgeable about it. They'll help you. I see some people picking stuff from the veggie table. 
Yeah, uh, everybody is. Oh, that's kind of funny. From the veggie table. <laughs> Vegetables on the veggie table. Um, what you got? Lots of good pepper. Uh, <laughs> a little late, but I'll take it. <laughs> they, yeah, what's over there that they're picking? Uh, a good selection of peppers. Yeah, there a lot of them are getting peppers. I've seen and, them walking uh, out. A lot of, of them are grabbing the herbs, too. Oh, okay. Um, now, Trace, where, where are you hiding the daylilies? I, uh, I, see well, I, I, I assumed you came in and already <laughs> feasted because <laughs> yeah. all the blooms are oh, MIA. Oh, really? So yeah. There are two beds over that to your uh, to right. left radio dial. Who would have done such a thing? That's that's yeah exactly. If this were like CSI, I think he doth protest too much. Hey. Oh, where are they? I haven't seen them. As I haven't seen them. He's wiping his mouth with uh, the pollen off of his mouth. Yeah, very suspicious. No, you don't eat the pollen. You oh, eat okay. the petals. Well, where? Oh, okay. What's what in there? So what do you do with the pollen then? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there pollen in there. You, just you don't, you don't get it on you. You don't scrape it off. You just yeah. See, I wasn't wrong. I would break the petals. Can you, can you fry that bloom? You want a squash bloom? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that'd Just be like good. squash and pumpkins. And uh, also, I, I I walk in and I can't get that gold star Esperanza gets me every time. And that, that's been going like that for two or three weeks, hasn't it? Long, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. Since the last time it rained, I think. Because yeah. rain, rain knocked off all the blooms. Yeah, and but. A week later, they were all in full bloom. And, yeah. had and they're on sale, too. Regularly $25, uh, uh, on sale for nineteen eighty-eight, And that's a good deal. That's in a decorative container, too. Yeah. yeah. A number three, is it, or is it a. That's a 12 inch, I think. 12 inch pot regularly. So that's what they call that. It's different. They just say 12 inch. Yeah. What we're talking about is that the, uh, in the nursery trade now, all the different sizes have been de- designated by a category number. Rather than a gallon. Or yeah. And us old people can't can't make the switch. Refuse you know. to. <laughs> Heck no. Oh, we, we're, doing a, we're doing a pretty good job at it, which just takes us a little yeah. time. And the thrillus is still blooming out there, and yes, it's on it sale. And we appreciate you keeping the uh, 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 Vinca on sale for so long. It's getting a little hard to find. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. But you got lots still. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's some pretty ones. But, yeah. And I imagine a lot of people are promoting Vinca. That, this is, that's about the only blooming annual uh, flower that you can plant that the deer won't eat at oh. this time of the year. Oh, I thought you were gonna. You're kind of getting close to bad mountain zinnias there. No, no. Uh, well, we didn't, I didn't see any zinnias out there. Our zinnias, huh? We have zinnias. You got zinnias? We do. Yeah, right there. Oh, kind of up. A lot of four-inch pots with the little blooms, and then yeah. we did get some uh, dreamlands in and ten-inch pots. They look oh, pretty nice. Yeah. Okay, and some big ones. You're not supposed to plant those at this time of the year, are you? Um, yeah, well, sure. When is the first time yeah. that you can plant zinnia? Well, let's see. Calvin, when April, do you plant zinnia? Yeah. April 1st? No, March 15th. And he's, he's making fun of uh, Neil Spur, <laughs> who, yeah. uh, who, much to the chagrin of Calvin and even Jerry, said not to do it. But and Thryalis is also for, on sale, and it's deer-resistant, too. And the Sinisa. Yeah. 
Texas Sage. I think this is, uh, uh, you still got some of Lynn's legacy, we I do. think. Yep, Lynn's legacy and, in Silverado. Yeah. And if, Terry, if, uh, you know, you and I last year uh, talked about whether that uh, Pride of Barbados was deer resistant, you go in my neighborhood uh, right They're now. Blooming everywhere. Blooming huh? everywhere, yeah. <laughs> Every third yard has. Uh, those beautiful orange blooms. If it's up to me, every yard would have one. Yeah, they, are, they are spectacular. <laughs> you remember what I said about the Arizona situation? Yeah. They grew them for several years, and so, so many people used them that they got tired of them. But I don't think we're going to get tired of I don't think of anybody them. ever get tired of that color. Not, not color, yeah. Not, not in San Antonio. And uh, part, part of the reason that we won't get tired is because the butterflies and hummingbirds, oh, don't get, yeah. they don't get tired of it either. Uh, Milton, guess what? What? They got that mycorrhiza fungi potting mix on sale today. Uh, Nothing makes a, a home a home more than mycorrhizal fungi. <laughs> yeah, be sure to store it outside so those little mycorrhizas won't get in the house. Oh, you just... Uh, I, I, I meant to ask uh, uh, Spider-Man about that. I don't think he gets many mycorrhizal uh, fungi calls. calls. He okay. no. he yeah, I'm sure he doesn't either. <laughs> we we maybe and I did tell him about your roaches and he rolled his eyes and then he laughed. <laughs> and I said, "Have you heard Jerry talk about his roaches?" No, and I kind of went on to explain it. And he just kind of rolled his eyes and. Ah. You've heard of the flea circuses. So. <laughs> That's right, Jerry's flea circus too, and scorpion. Uh, European Wonderland. This nature's creation organic potting soil has pecan mulch, perlite, mushroom compost, molasses, and native recycled plants. Didn't put any of those domesticated recycled plants on that. So the native recycled plants. Well, I, guess, uh, I guess that matters. They can be huh. native and be domestic. Well, before we go to break, let's help Jeff out here at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What's going on, Jeff? Welcome to the show. Jeff, Jeff, you there? I hear him. We can hear you, but you're not talking to us. I hear him. Road, yeah. road, road. There he is. What's going on, Jeff? Yeah. Well, I've got some buttercup iris. That in the early spring, I went through and I took the time to cut out all the brown and dying leaves. And over the course of the summer, they've all come back. And I'm curious, is that just natural for it during these hot summer months? Or are they trying to tell me that they need more water? They, they've come back? <laughs> well, I just I just cut them out, the, the leaves that were brown. Um my wife insists on all the plants in the backyard be absolutely pristine green leaf. So I, absolutely. I cut them all out. Your wife is right. Now there, this this year is a real challenge for them to stay green like that. This this hot weather and the drought. Uh, because I I was telling Jerry that I even for the first time in years I even irrigated my iris. Who would ever thought of that? Yeah. Uh, because they were. Uh, declining a little bit, and you know, just to keep just to keep that uh, those stems the, the value as a ground cover, you want to keep it that uh, green stems up, and so, so irrigated. But I think you did right this year. This year is just a tough year on them, and they 
uh, benefited by you doing some pruning and a little watering? So I, I shouldn't increase the watering, just kind of live through the summer? I and I, I don't think you have to, no. No. Just, uh, yes. you know, kind of keep your eye on them, and if they, every three or four weeks, if there's no rain, you could give them a little shot. Okay. That's what right. I needed. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Jeff. We need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And now is a great time to head to Millburgers to save on some of your plant favorites. We'll start off with tomatoes because now is the time for fall tomato season. Now is the time to plant and Millburgers carries a wide variety of different tomatoes. I could read them off to you like Tycoon or Celebrity or Dwarf Cherry Surprise. But I'm going to tell you that the main thing that you need to know is Millburgers carries tomato varieties that have good experience in San Antonio. So you know you're getting a tomato that's going to have the best chance of doing well. And right now each six pack is just $2.99. This week you'll save on vincas and perennials are on sale in the number one container, regularly $6.99. Choose from your favorite perennial for just $4.18 or five for $20. You'll save on foxtail fern, day lilies, Mexican bird of paradise and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Verde Road on the web at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you there. Every storm runs, runs out of rain, just like every dark night turns into day. Every heartache will fade away. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden, Texas on 9.30 like a.m. The answer. While the guys answer a question off the air, uh, before we go to our next caller, I'm going to tell you about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. All right, with the rains coming, likely one of the problems that will also come, too, is mosquitoes. And if you want to take care of those mosquitoes, Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, since 1976, has been coming up with solutions for homeowners to take care of those mosquitoes and now has the Care Mosquito Trapping System uh, that's a really incredible system used by uh, the folks at Disney World and Miami, Florida, and all that uh, to do it. And it kind of uh, does it in a non-spray way. Or if you need it, uh, the one, you want the yard sprayed, they'll, they'll do that too. Or if you want an organic situation, listen, here's the scoop. Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control are going to work with you to come up with a solution that you want that will work for what you need. Uh, so it's more of a consultation, which is great. Uh, it's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 or toll free outside of San Antonio. Um, oh wait, no, sorry, no, that's 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 us. Or online at uh, GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. Hey, to give you the information, James, give us a call back, man. To give us an information on the um, the blood drive, I want to tell you that it's coming up. Uh, on the August 15th, and what I recommend you do uh, is go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and register in advance. And I think with COVID happening, uh, you, you may even have to. But that's the way to ensure that you've got an appointment so that you're, if you're here, uh, what it used to help you do was avoid kind of waiting for a long time and uh, having to, uh, to kind of stand in line. 
Uh, so if you knew you could be here at 10 or at 11, you made your appointment for 11, and they move you right in and get you right out. So go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, and you can learn more about what they do and how to, and about this particular blood drive coming up. All right, our phone number is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. All right, guys, I kind of need you here. I don't think everybody wants to hear me give the number for the next 30 minutes. So uh, you gotta, I got Calvin answering one question and Jerry answering another question. Jerry, do you want to tell me what, what this guy's kind of working with? All right, will you tell me anyway? <laughs> okay, this, this, this fellow uh, walked up here and he's moving to Florida. And uh, they've told him that he needs to get a... Uh, Get a get his plants uh, uh, inspected before he moves, and uh, plumeria. Plumeria, yeah. And Calvin correctly told him to contact TDA, Texas Department of Agriculture, and uh, I happen to have the number of well, okay. plant uh, inspector on me, and I was writing that down for him. Cool. All righty. And Calvin, you had a question you were answering too. What was what was yours? Well, this this one was a, uh, a lawn, uh, uh, San Augustine lawn that was uh, yellow. Oh, really? Yellow, and uh, basically, you know, we've seen a lot of them with too much shade and uh, with uh, some fungal action. Yeah. And the watering is tough right now, but this this one looked like a classic. Uh, Chlorosis. Uh, oh, okay. The, the grass is just growing faster than it's uh, ca- capable of bringing iron up. So mm-hmm. they had a choice. They can, yeah. it'll uh, catch up. The grass will, uh, the growth will slow down a bit. The roots will get more active. Or they can go ahead and uh, add some uh, iron plus if they got access to wa- uh, water for irrigation. You don't want to be fertilizing a lot if you're uh, oh yeah cause, yeah if you're uh, you, you know the you interesting don't. thing too is that um i see a lot of uh, as, our, as we're walking through the neighborhood now i do begin to see lawns kind of even lawns that have been watered and they may not be yellow but they're not that rich green they're just kind of they're green but uh or what i see and you and i have talked about this before there'll be a big oak tree and there's shade and, but that the part of the lawn that's underneath that oak tree uh, is a, a dark, rich green. I, and I think there's that sweet spot. We talked about that, that's too. That's right. And the sweet spot changes, too, Milton. Is that right? Yeah, depending on how hot it is, how much rain we've had. You know, the, that's, the spot under the oak tree may be less green than the other areas. If we've got lots of rain. Oh, really? Yeah, and the oak tree is competing. Oh. And when sun is a key, so, but then this time of the year, a little shade is just a, a wonderful thing for the lawn. Uh, you, you know, just uh, the lawn is performing better with a little shade. Hey, we got James on the line, uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. You got a rain report for us? 
Well, I had a rain report. I was on hold and had to run out, hang up, run outside, roll up car windows because it was raining. Now I'm back inside, <laughs> and, and it okay. stopped raining. <laughs> no. Well, that's it's, it's consistent with our one, one tenth of an inch forecast. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. It's gonna be these bands off this tropical storm. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be short uh, stop start kind of thing. Maybe not. Hopefully, we get a, a good inch or two. Yeah, AccuWeather says it's raining right here at Millburgers, and will continue to rain for the next seven minutes. Oh gosh! I However, do you see it? It's uh, it I don't see it, so I'm not sure what. <laughs> no. Hey, what I wanted to call about really seriously is I didn't get a chance to listen last weekend, and I know y'all were talking earlier about peppers. Did the Rio Grande Gold ever come in? Because I'm going to be in the neighborhood tomorrow picking up Julian's down the road for a family gathering. Oh, and, that's uh, nice. Are those peppers in or not? No. Uh, we had a growing problem with them. And, oh, uh, no. We're, wait, we're waiting to see if they grow out of it. Now, uh, we were going to give them uh, a couple of weeks, and that was a week ago. So, right. Um, I would I would expect they might come in sometime this week or the following week, but we'll okay, we'll but announce think, it when they do. Are they are they going to be available? You think, or it's kind of oh yeah right yeah now. the the <laughs> yeah the plants grow growing real good, but we're having tr- problems with the root system. So okay. uh, <laughs> it's always something when you're growing plants. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope they come through. Hey, speaking of peppers, because I got one potted up Serrano that was a runt. I bought it late at Rainbow, so I was in the neighborhood over off Mandera, and okay. uh, nursed it along. But it, it keeps dropping the blooms. Is that due to the to the high heat? Yes. It won't, it won't it, set it, any it, fruit. It, it, I'm sure it'll probably set fruit this fall. Yeah, it should stabilize later, a little bit later when it okay. cools off, especially the nighttime okay. temperatures. Okay. When you get those Rio Grande Golds in, I'm sure you will. Just announce it, and I'll have to make another trip up north, so to speak. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll, uh, uh, we're trying to get at least four for the people that wanted them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I put, well, James, I put my, me, my hat in there two for, other guys. I put my hat in there for six transplants. I hope I can get at least three. Uh, I know. <laughs> Okay, we'll see what happens. It's going to be. Thanks, it may be ugly here. This may be like those <laughs> that, those uh, gifts that you got at Christmas, where they only have three on the shelf, and everybody's everybody's fighting. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Thank, Thank you, you, James. You have a good one. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call to be a part of today's show. What you got going on? I was looking at uh, Neil Sparrow's right up and uh, or his questions and answers, and he 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 makes a point that he often makes in his newsletter. Uh, he got a question that we purchased three Carissa Carissa Hollies two months ago. Two have dropped most of their leaves. This one is doing fine. Why would that happen? Now. <laughs> Neil gives the right answer, of course, but uh, I experienced that myself with uh, Dwarf Yopon and Dwarf Burford. And Viburnums. <laughs> yeah. And even uh, Boxwoods. Yeah. 
And he says, the two plants got too dry. That's the answer. They're just uh, that limited root system and uh, that 100-degree yeah. heat. And <laughs> Neil says, I love hollies and have several hundred in our rural landscape. And I've watched them in other landscapes all of my career. I've seen this happen scores of times, and it's never been due to insects or disease. When my when mine started uh, going down, giving looking strange, I I, uh, I knew the entomologist and I knew the pathologist at A and M, and so I took them samples and they said there's no disease or insect on these, but they they were dry, and I said hollies do not wilt when they're dry. That's they're, it's all or the, nothing. The leaves are <laughs> so stiff; they change colors by just a bit. Subtle. They go, yeah. They go uh, from dark green to a uh, uh, lighter green. The, all right. The, they water the, uh, but many gardeners don't see it. They water the plant thin, but don't understand what has gone wrong. They must be watered by hand with a water breaker or bubbler every couple of days for their first two growing seasons. Now, we don't, we don't emphasize that enough, but uh, that'll, you've got to keep that root ball uh, moist until it spreads out into the soil. Hey, let's go to Roland on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Roland? Hi. Welcome to the um, show. Good afternoon. <laughs> yes, I'm calling because um, I have a five-year-old um, serrano pepper plant, and um, it's producing good peppers, but like about three weeks ago, I think it was, I noticed that something's getting in the peppers that's entering through the tip, a very fine hole, then it starts eating it through the inside, and um, I end up losing, I've lost, lost tons of peppers. So I was wondering what yeah. I can, uh, there's something you recommend that I can use to, as a, I don't know, repellent or what have you to protect them. Yeah, have you uh, have you seen the little worm that's in there? Have, I haven't you, when you I... You cut the pepper over, open. I have, but I don't, I don't ever see anything. Um, there's not, I can't spot anything in there. Um, the only thing remotely close to what I have probably seen is something like, I don't know if it's like something small that's flying around there that's getting in through the tips, um, but whenever I open them up, they they get ruined. It's like something's eating it from the inside, and I can't yeah. see what it is. I think that's pepper weevil. Uh, they uh, attack the young peppers, and they they deposit their eggs on the right there where the calyx uh, meets the fruit. And then that hat, that little insect hat, the larvae hatches out and goes into the fruit, and that's what makes your hole, and that's what um, eats the inside of the pepper uh, until they pupate and go into an adult form. So uh, uh, this is a major problem with bell peppers and hot peppers, uh, more so with bell peppers, but uh, uh, what you would have to do to control that. What what percentage of the peppers are they damaging? Ten percent? Oh my! Oh, it's it's a large. Um, I think um, I've thrown like, geez, um, it's a greater number than that. I've, I've lost a whole bunch. 
I, I barely have like maybe four that I was able to pull out that were good. And I, um, but outside of that, yeah, everyone that comes out, even the smaller ones that are coming out, I notice that it's getting into the tips of those too. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do it organically, you can use something like uh, uh, a a product that contains spinosad. S P I N O S A D. Spinosad. Spinosad, okay. I call it. Uh, but uh, if you just want to, you if you got any uh, uh, malathion around, that that's what the commercial people used to use, or uh, where they used to use some some stuff more potent than that. But uh, malathion is is okay. You got any of that sitting around? I don't. I don't. I'm, that's the. I'm not. That's the only um, um, plant that I have. <laughs> not really a garden or anything like that. Uh, I love peppers and stuff. And uh, where can I pick these products up at? Maybe at, at here at Millburgers. Millburgers. We're at sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Any any okay. nursery has them. Has has the malathion and uh, spinosad product containing products. All right. Well, I will be visiting you guys soon. <laughs> yeah, come on by. Say hi. Okay. Thank you. All right. Two one zero. Thank you guys. Yeah, you bet. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. While we got a second, we're waiting for calls. Let me talk to you about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. I always encourage you go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, because, you know, when Barry does his commercial, he says this and believes it, and you'll see it, that that deck, that tired weather deck can look new again. And on the very first page, you'll see side-by-side comparison with a gray kind of deck. Uh, it just looks old. Decks, this is what happens to decks. But next to it, it's uh, it's been stained, it's been sealed, and it looks fantastic. It looks like new again. So go there and check it out. This is what he does, deck and patiocare.com. Barry is a deck geek, loves helping people, studied this since the 80s, and uh, he's just made a great career about it, one of the most respected guys doing this in San Antonio. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Give him a call now, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, or as I mentioned before, deckandpatiocare.com. We're going to take another quick break and be back in a moment, so you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And now's a great time to head to Millburgers to save on some of your plant favorites. We'll start off with tomatoes because now is the time for fall tomato season. Now is the time to plant. And Millburgers carries a wide variety of different tomatoes. I could read them off to you like Tycoon or Celebrity or Dwarf Cherry Surprise. But I'm going to tell you that the main thing that you need to know is Millburgers carries tomato varieties that have good experience in San Antonio. So you know you're getting a tomato that's going to have the best chance of doing well. And right now, each six-pack is just $2.99. This week, you'll save on vincas and perennials are on sale. In the number one container, regularly $6.99, choose from your favorite perennial for just $4.18 or 5 for $20. You'll save on foxtail fern, day lilies, Mexican bird of paradise, and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road on the web. 
web at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you there. Because tomorrow's another day, and I'm thirsty anyway, so bring on the Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, lots of your gardening peers here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road where the sun has popped out. Uh, not sure what happened to our rain, but as, <laughs> it sometimes happens. By the way, uh, you know, the Sunisa were one day off. If we get rain, by my prediction, it should have rained at least by yesterday. And so... I'll have to talk with the Sinisa, find out kind of what happened, but, well, I usually, my, I noticed from last time, it was two weeks, at least, we got them. That was the longest we'd gone. So we'll see what happens. Although they're kind of blooming again, but I don't know if that counts. Well, if you if we get some good rain, Milton, we'll forgive you. Yes, you we'll forgive Sinisa. the Sinisa. It's not yeah. me. It's the Sinisa. I can take no credit for their predictive qualities. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else? I, I think Calvin read Neil's column before he wrote his column. Oh, why? Because he he's talking about uh, water restrictions and uh, how to water different plant material. And in one paragraph he says, also keep an eye on shrubs and trees, especially those Planted within the last two or three years. During a drought, it is not uncommon for root balls to dry out and plants drop their leaves. If you detect wilting on a young tree or shrub, hand water them directly at the base so that the root ball gets soaked. See there? Mm-hmm. He and the, he and the old hand in that. Aww. <laughs> And uh, he has uh, some other good tips, and that's in today's paper, uh, Section C, uh, with a picture of on the front of it, San Antonio Life and Sports, and with a picture of somebody holding the water, watering the And I saw, (laughs) I've got a, a new neighbor, some new neighbors, and uh, every every evening, she's out watering her dead grass or, or dormant grass mm-hmm. every afternoon with the water with a hose. And she's got an automatic watering system. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's broken or not, but I know the guy that put that in. But uh, so she's out there hand watering that dormant grass or dead grass. Is it, a, is, it, is it a thorough thing, or is it just a, a quick little, uh, you know, some people get a real satisfaction out of it. Yeah, she, the she, stays out, she stays out there an hour or so. Uh-huh. So she does a pretty good job of watering. And, uh, but she would be so much better off if she checked into that uh, automatic watering system and get it calibrated with her day, her day to water. Uh, I've, I've had, I had to water my uh, citrus this week again, and Wednesday is my water day. 
and so uh, that's all I water. That's all I'm watering uh-huh. is my citrus tree with a fruit on it. Now, it turns out, you know, we had a little discussion about the drip irrigation. It turns out that on stage one, drip irrigation can be used any time. Oh, okay. So yeah, the, that's good. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's more reasonable. The soaker hose, they've uh, it was a con- kind of a compromise, I guess. We we usually describe soaker hose as being a, a, a version of uh, drip irrigation, but the soaker hose is so easy to overwater. All you got to do is turn the spigot a little more, you know. Whereas a drip, mm-hmm. drip irrigation system, supposedly the uh, Emitters limit the amount of water that can be put on the landscape, whereas a soaker hose, it dip- depends on how much how high you turn the uh, right. spigot out. Yeah. And uh, they also have a tendency to bust. Yeah. Well, yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't last. Especially if they've been out in the full yeah. sun. You figure. You figure. Well, I used to figure I'd get two years out of them. Um, I think now it's uh, generally. One year might be more reasonable. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I do. You, think, do you think it's better to bear them? No, I don't. Well, I take that back. I I do. I like to have them under the mulch. Yeah, that's what. I, well, that's yeah, what I mean. yeah, yeah. Because I think that's just a little more efficient and uh, yeah, more it's, attractive. It conserves the yeah. water and uh, keeps it from evaporating. And then Kevin writes up a deal about grasses and plants. How to irrigate those. He says, Bermuda, zoysia, or buffalo grasses can be allowed to go dormant if it's impractical to apply enough water to keep the lawn green. Also, uh, this makes buffalo grass look the best it's ever looked during the year because it's brown and uh, you don't have to mow it. This also saves a lot of money. <laughs> it's best to irrigate St. Augustine at least once every two weeks for grass survival. Now, everybody knows I've got floor tam in the front yard. And uh, it's brown now. And, uh, and the uh, grass in the backyard is brown now, too. But So that if you want to cut, cut down on your mowing... Let it go brown. You don't have to mow brown grass, Milton. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, you don't have to mow brown grass. Just leave it the original height and leave it brown and let it go. And the, uh, of course, the ad- advantage, well, Jerry mentioned the Floratam, and in our tests that we did a number of years ago, uh, Floratam was the one San Augustine grass. That was competitive with the the zoysia, uh, well, in the Bermuda and the buffalo grass in terms of uh, staying green long in a drought and, mm-hmm. and and recovering quickly. So, Florida, if you're really like San Augustine grass and you want one that uh, deals with our our weather well, uh, Floratam is a good choice. Yeah, I think you have to special order it here from Melberger. No. Well, but now we've got a they've got a, a variety here that uh, they 
Say is Palmetto. Uh, yes, they got Palmetto. No, the the uh, uh, the, uh, the named after the Milburgers. Yeah, Milburger daddy. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose of oh, the daddy Milburger. Supposedly, <laughs> T.J. Select. The and the P.J. Select always an advantage if you got six inches of soil, you really got an advantage in terms of uh, watering efficiency and capability of a lawn to combat. If you're if you're trying to uh, grow a lawn with two or three inches of soil, yeah. it's just is very difficult. Okay. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Okay, I've got about a minute and a half left. You got you got a minute and a half. Oh yeah. Question in there. Uh, uh back to how do we collect the pea? Oh, okay. <laughs> The real truth is, after you train them to hit the bottle, it is really quite simple. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, that's a untru- untruth, but I couldn't resist. Back to reality. Urine is collected from animals in, in game farms, zoos, and preservatives. These wild game care providers are fully regulated by appropriate state agencies I'd hate to have that That's job, too. Those, those agencies conduct regular inspection of each facility to assure the facility meets all health and treatment standards established by each agency. The urine is collected via floor collection drains in pens and cages, and the animals are always treated in the most humane manner. In addition, these wild game providers found that the revenue generated by a renewable resource of urine delivers a much-needed income stream right. that allows those producers to keep many more animals alive and healthy. We'll tell you more about uh, this in just a moment. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll just talk about FJ Select, not TJ. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons talking gardening with you here at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. So give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. We'd love to talk with you and see if we can help you out. And uh, um, so it's as easy as calling 210-308-8867 or like a lot of people today. Uh, We've had folks walk up. Sometimes people will come on the air. Sometimes they don't want to, but we get it. Um, So uh, just uh, we're happy to answer your question, even if we don't put you on the air. You know, Uh, we... Yeah? Is there anybody online? Nope, nope. We're okay. Uh, We... We uh, talked about the uh, Purple Martins uh, about, oh, three weeks ago. They, the young left the nest. They kind of lingered, and there was a lot of action. And they, But they're generally gone now. There was uh, one of our listeners that spotted a lot of them at the assembly point at Mitchell Lake. Uh, every once in a while, though, about every time I, I think I've seen the last of them, then a group comes through and... 
It's, it looks like they're checking out their apartments for their next trip to San Antonio. <laughs> Think they can remember? Yeah, I don't know. How long do the... I, I kind of look to see if they take notes or anything. How long do the... Mar, uh, how long do one live, the, the bird? Um, I'm trying to think uh, three to, I think three years, three to four years. Three to four years? Yeah, some of them may live a little longer. Of course, a lot of them don't live as long. Okay. Uh, But, uh, so, but I'm thinking uh, those of you who are looking for a day that's reasonable to take those nests down, because the the English sparrow, Jerry's English sparrows. Yeah, you got to clean it out for the English sparrows. Uh, I think the end of July is a reasonable is a reasonable time. You know, it's now. I don't think that will uh, uh, intercept or ruin anybody any of the Martins' plans in terms of their examinations. So, yeah. uh, but that, don't, don't worry, the English sparrow. After you put the box back up, uh-huh. uh, if, if you remember to put the box <laughs> back, huh? we'll uh, we'll have they'll have a couple of. Uh, Patches of young, but but from September to uh, you can only hope, yeah. July to uh, mm-hmm. August, September. But uh, so that's that's what that's all about. And then kind of make your uh, make your plans. I know a lot of folks that we uh, a lot of our listeners and readers of articles are got excited about purple martins this year and talking about uh, houses next year. And we had a lot of. Good dialogue with uh, Wild Birds Unlimited. Yeah. So make your make your tentative plans, because uh, it comes quick. Uh, oh, March first, we'll expect them to be moving in. So you want you want your houses in place. Uh, oh, in January, you know, or early February at the latest. So make a note on your calendar. Uh, get your plan out. Visit with wherever you're. Uh, there's a lot of good, good information on the mm-hmm. on the web, or uh, especially good information at Wellbirds Unlimited in, in terms of uh, the Purple Martins and the housing. I'm glad those butterfly killers are gone, man. Okay. I know. I mean, they're gonna. They, you just you, know, you hold a grudge. They're killing all the butterflies and the dragonflies. Now you watch. You watch. Now that the martins are left. The we're butterflies gonna, are going to get thicker. We're going to see more of them, you think? Yeah, more wow. butterflies. Well, that's that's clear proof. But then the sparrows don't eat butterflies. They don't. No. Well, what do they eat? Grain. Seeds. Oh, okay. Seeds and grain. Yeah, they're busy. They know, they know how to take care of themselves. They're, they're busy working on the zinnias and the sunflowers. <laughs> sunflowers really. Uh, but anyway, right we we try to coexist with those Martins since they they're pretty regular to come every. You don't year. try too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, got a got a letter in uh, that uh, Forrest took care of plumeria, and that's what we were talking to this Gosh, yeah. gentleman about uh, a while ago at the beginning of the show, and forgot to do the show, Milton. What? We forgot to do the show when we were talking to the guy with the plumeria question. Yeah. And you were over there begging for us to quit start well, I already talked for show. two and a half minutes. I think people were getting, this isn't, this isn't the Milton show. I was going to start taking calls and giving advice if I didn't hear from you pretty soon. Yeah, I heard on your show last week that I. Anyway, 
Uh, this Jack Jack writes in says, "Sir, called me sir, yeah. Wow, he must not know you. Yeah, it has been a while since I last asked for information, and I hope that you're still in business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I hope I hope that you're still coherent <laughs> or semi-coherent. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been more uh, accurate. Can you shed some light on why my tube plumerias have not bloomed this year? They are 15 years old and were wintered in the garage as always. They have bloomed regularly each year. We did move in the spring, and because of the way the house, the way the house is situated, the plants are in different positions for the sun. Those plumeria are fussy. Yeah, place. they are. Uh, in the old house, the plumerias were facing north, and in the shade for a good portion of the day. And they bloom there. In the new place, the plants are facing mostly west <laughs> and get the afternoon sun. They look healthy and have leafed out well with more leaves coming. Are they getting too much sun? I had plumerias when I lived in Hawaii where they got sun all day and bloomed profusely. And, I, th- and, I think the and had eighty degrees or 70, <laughs> 78 degree temperatures too. Yeah, I think the sun and the heat in Hawaii is a little different yeah. than it is in Texas. Of course, it was not as hot there. That's what he says. But we did have relatively cool May and June. Any thoughts will be appreciated. Now, I don't know much about Pomeria, but. Uh, Thank goodness a uh, forest jumped in there. said, Jack, did you fertilize these plants when you brought them outside this spring? A spring feeding as well as a summer feeding is said to enhance their blooming. Also, since you moved to another location, the drastic change of sunlight may have affected the bloom. I recommend that you try to find a location that doesn't get as much afternoon sun. They may not bloom until next year. Now, I was talking to this guy, this fellow that came up here that's moving from Texas to Florida. I don't know why, but uh, he, I was asking him what he, he said his plumeria bloom all summer long. And I said, well, are they in uh, shade, uh, morning sun, afternoon shade, or are they full sun? He said he's got them in both locations. And they seem to bloom equally as well in both locations. And uh, uh, he, the way he uh, he described overwintering them was uh, they took them out of the pots, separated them, and uh, and uh, kept them above freezing, and then in the in the in the spring put them back out. They, they start blooming again. Were they left them in the soil or just stems? I think he took them out of the soil, oh. from what I understood. And he said if they get pot bound, he must have them in large pots, that they would cut cut down the side of the pot, not not cut the pot, but cut the roots, and if they got root bound, so make them force out mm-hmm. new root. So. Uh, but he said he did fertilize regularly, and I think that's uh, far seated on the head. 
with that situation. But uh, he loved his plumeria. <laughs> he said, he said they started out with one or two plants, and they have, have furnished the neighborhood with plants because the, all you had to do is break a section off of a plumeria and stick it in the ground, and it'll root. In fact, uh, I was amazed in the valley, the actual plumeria growers down there store their plumeria in the winter, because it doesn't get that cold there, like cordwood. Yeah. I've even seen uh, Stack gardeners, it up. the gardeners do that here in the in their uh, sheltered yeah. area. And it sticks, sticks piled up and then just take them out <laughs> as they're ready to plant them in the spring. We we had some plumeria for a while there at the front of the entrance of the store here, but uh, I don't know if we still got some or not. Remember Warren Short? He had them all. Oh yeah, all over his yard. Always blooming. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to call, sneak over to visit with Warren when he didn't know we were coming, because I had a sneaking suspicion that he kept. Rotated him. Yeah, he rotated his plants. <laughs> so that we'd always... Uh, I didn't accuse him of anything, but uh, just a suspicion. And then we got a, a question from Leander, the other side of uh, Austin. Said, uh, we have two large Monterey Oaks to which I believe we have lost... Two large Monterey Oaks, to which I believe is excess water. Huh. They were surrounded by a lushly landscaped area that did require a good amount of water, at least initially. Both the oaks were planted in limestone in a limestone bed, but I think the nursery didn't raise them up high enough. So they end up sitting in a bowl of water on top of the limestone. So, uh, in other words, they chiseled out a hole in, in that limestone, and so that so that is probably as much a problem with the the, the uh, base being lower than it should be uh, as it is excess water. Right. Uh, I plan to raise the soil level, but the, for the drainage reason, I can only raise it about 10 inches. Is there a tree, very large shrub, preferably evergreen, that would thrive in a moist, even soaked environment on top of a bed of limestone? Maybe something without a deep uh, root system that would benefit from the 10 to 12 inches of topsoil. Uh, first thing popped in my mind, uh, far as I didn't answer this yet, uh, first thing popped in my mind was uh, Montezuma cypress. But uh, we we very seldom <laughs> deal with that uh, limestone problem. Uh, I, I planted mine in cap rock, and some people call that limestone. And uh, I used uh, Texas red oak, and it it uh, they find their roots. Well, if you keep them watered for the first couple of three years, they will find a root system out among that limestone. I th- I'll bet uh, in all of our 
yards that uh, we've got some trees that if they had 10 or 12 inches of good soil, <laughs> they they'd think they were in heaven. Yeah, wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I, let's see, he wanted to use a uh, evergreen. Let's see, what, what, what would be an evergreen? He, he used Monterey Oak, which is semi-evergreen. Yeah. Well, That's, uh, wouldn't wouldn't use uh, Leander. He wouldn't use Magnolia. No. Evergreen. Uh, Mount. My, I, don't, I don't know about mountain laurel. I'd be. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'd be. I don't think mountain laurel would survive. I think. I think he's got to do a little more exp- exploration there. And yeah. Because uh, you know, you know, is it, is it a, a puddle or a pond he's trying to grow this in, mm-hmm. or is it, uh, ju- ju- was the plant too deep in terms of the the base and the root system? And, yeah. Because I, you know, I, I think of uh, Monterey oak as being a pretty good choice for that kind of a, you know, ten or twelve inches or just e- even a half that much soil. Yeah. And a, and a relatively Damp area, at least well watered area. So do some more. I would bet that they didn't water those Monterey oaks at the base of the tree for the first two to three years, and uh, that it dried out. Yeah, but just just they didn't say how they lost them. But if you if you have have a tree, a newly planted tree, and it loses. Uh, most of its top top leaves and they fall off uh sometimes they hold on for a little while but uh that's water that's drought and we've got pictures of that on our on our drought pictures that we took during the last big drought long drought that we have and we you can have a soggy situation uh, can lead to plants dying, but it's uh, usually pre- it's got to be pretty severe. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And now's a great time to head to Millburgers to save on some of your plant favorites. We'll start off with tomatoes because now is the time for fall tomato season. Now is the time to plant and Millburgers carries a wide variety of different tomatoes. I could read them off to you like Tycoon or Celebrity or Dwarf Cherry Surprise. But I'm going to tell you that the main thing that you need to know is Millburgers carries tomato varieties that have good experience in San Antonio. So you know you're getting a tomato that's going to have the best chance of doing well. And right now, each six-pack is just $2.99. This week, you'll save on vincas and perennials are on sale in the number one container, regularly $6.99. Choose from your favorite perennial for just $4.18 or five for $20. You'll save on foxtail fern, daylilies, Mexican bird of paradise, and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road on the way. Web at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you there. The sun is out, the sky is blue, there's not a cloud to spoil of you, but it's raining. 
raining in my heart. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, BSG. Builder Systems Group or online at bsgtexas.com. It's the place to go if you're looking for a heart, a smart home security system. These guys know what they're doing, and there's a number of reasons to choose them. One, uh, they're local, so you're dealing with a local guy. You have somebody here who lives here that understands San Antonio, too, they're not going to use high-pressure tactics to sell you. They never have. They don't have door-to-door salespeople uh, that you may have seen around San Antonio right now selling security systems. No, what they do is it's more, again, of a consultant-type thing. They're going to come talk to you. Uh, they're not going to sell you what you don't need, and they have quotas on. They're going to sell you what you uh, what you want, what you do need. They're going to tell you about different services they have at BSG. So the other thing... Uh, They have so many different types of smart technologies. One of them, which is really cool, just an example, uh, is they they talk uh, frequently about the garage door lock. So if you've ever left your home and wondered whether you locked the garage door or not, you can check and lock it off your smartphone. It's as easy as that. And that's uh, just one of the many, many things they have at BSG. Go to bsgtexas.com to learn more. That's bsgtexas.com. And by the way... Great service, great technology, locally owned, and their prices are often lower than the other guys. So give them a call at 210-877-1222. 210-877-1222 for BSG at bsgtexas.com. All right, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866 866- 308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. According to AccuWeather.com, rain in seven minutes. Seven minutes on the rain. Seven minutes. Should we count it down? How many seconds? <laughs> I don't know. So seven, basically, how oh, they check. What's that? 420 seconds, huh? Yeah, I think we missed the last one. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, I think we did. Okay. Or it rained somewhere. Uh, I don't know what, why. We've got the nursery's location put in here, so. Oh, okay. That's uh, important. All right. Thanks. What else you got there? 210-308-8867. You give us a call. Tell us one what's going the, on. One of the other uh, things, we, we talked a little bit about Purple Martin's uh, uh, bird bass. Hmm. It's, uh, maybe, maybe if we're lucky, we're going to get some rain. So maybe the... the, the uh, Problem won't be as bad as it has been, but uh, gosh, the the birds out there are are having to do without much water, and a bird bath really makes a big difference to them. Plus, plus you uh, meet their needs, and you get to uh, see them in action. We were wet, Milton and Jerry. We were talking about ten to twenty different species in a typical, mm-hmm. typical yard. Uh, if you've got a bird bath. And, and and we a couple of years ago we uh, spent a lot of time uh, counting the birds and watching them, but uh, and if you got grandkids or uh, kids at home, yeah. that's uh, that that's an easy way to help entertain them and uh, get them involved in in nature. And it's it's a lot of action. There's a lot of action. There's uh, tasks to be done. Relatively simple tasks. Keeping that rinse out that bird bath, fill it up. And uh, just and watch, record the the species that are there. Mm. A lot of fun. It's amazing how much 
our pets, how much more water our pets are drinking uh, now that it's turned hot. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, they're, my, my little dog, uh, Miniature Schnauzer, drinks two big bowls a day. And uh, so, I, I, and he's in the air condition, you know, yeah. when you go, except when he goes out. Well, that, that, but they're drinking a lot of water. So that means that there's not a water source outside that you, a lot of the wildlife that you might see. Yeah. Is going it's going other places. It's got to go find some water. Yeah. So, so uh, make it easier for them, and plus, you'll enjoy their uh, company there in the yard too. It's a lot <laughs> of fun. Yeah, we had a. Uh, it got so bad we had a cat come in the doggy door wow. and get oh, water, really get some water. Wow. Wow. And what, lo- what luckily, it left, how'd that go over? It left. Okay. It came in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Jeremy saw it. My son. And uh, but luckily it left after it got its drink, and as far as we know, it hadn't been back. Huh. Yeah, that it would be a you'd have this big battle going on. You didn't you wouldn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevin in this week in the garden talks about if Meyer lemons, Mexican lime, and other citrus trees have light green foliage, feed them nitrogen, iron, and other essential nutrients. By including a soluble fertilizer in water applica- in a water application on a regular basis, such as every two weeks. Now, most would you say most people have their Meyer lemons in containers and lime, definitely have limes in containers. Yeah, I think Meyer too. Maybe a, 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 a lot percent. of people, some people are planting them out. Yeah, in yeah the percent. Yeah, the percentage is probably a little less than Meyer than the lime, but. So, to me, it's easier to, to grow the Meyer lemon in the yeah. container. And since you're doing that and going to protect them from any hard freezes or any, yeah, any hard freezes or frost, uh, we're, we're, we're careful to recommend uh, fertilization of citrus, especially planted uh, this close to winter. Uh, we have to start dropping back on that in uh, so what is August? Yeah, the com the compromise. I I guess you if you uh, haven't provided enough nutrients right. uh, to this point, it's not gonna you're not gonna make up the deficit. No, but just, but if you got a lot of you know if you got good fruit, right, and hopefully you have provided uh, enough nutrients that you'll get nice large size. Yeah, uh, the important thing is keep them moist, keep them well watered, especially if they're in containers. Those containers will make you crazy keeping them, trying to keep them watered. Well, and then you, if if you're getting regular rainfall, and if you got say you got it in a half whiskey barrel, and all those half whiskey barrels they get to be a few years old. There's always a few leaks. Yeah, and boy, uh, you're really reminded of that in a drought like this. Yeah. You gotta water those things, and if you every do, day. if you do, yes, every day. If you do happen to let them uh, dry down, uh, the 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 potting mix, the the that's got the root system, uh, you want to give them a good soaking to bring them back. Uh, I don't know. It's, 
it's citrus in containers will drop leaves when they dry it out. Now my citrus in the ground when I it wilts when I need water, and I quick run out there. <laughs> my my mine dried up so bad that a, a morning glory uh, that I had next to it uh, dried up, uh-huh. wilted, and dried. And so when I watered it, perked back up, of course. But, I, bet, um, I bet there's a lot of folks that are w- just hoping this rain comes because they're, they've de- delayed their watering their citrus yeah. in containers and their other plants in containers to, just to take advantage of this rain. Yeah. Uh, come on, rain. How long, Milton? <laughs> oh, it says geez. one minute here at the nursery. One more minute. <laughs> Yeah, but but the, all the weather people are re- are saying even if you get rain, it's going to be a, an inch or less. No. So uh, and that's that's not going to do it. And remember, rain doesn't water containers. So if you have to, if you have containers out there, don't think if you even if you got an inch of rain, unless it's running off the house into the. <laughs> Running off the roof into the into the barrel, which is kind of a dangerous thing to do, but uh, uh, you you're going to need to water, keep the water in those containers regardless of the rain. Uh, if you keep Calvin writes in this week in the garden, if you keep okra, a lot of people planted okra late and uh, may not may just be producing now what you plant uh, fall okra in May in May to get it to produce well before the yeah. temperatures get cooler yeah. and it stops producing this was a tough year for getting yeah. that okra going and uh, you mentioned eggplant and peppers well watered uh, keep them well watered if you're overwintering them also, not, be not, careful to examine them for insects, especially spider mites. You're not going to over, I didn't say over, overwinter them, just a, a yeah. talk about the summer. Yeah, if you keep okra, eggplant, and peppers well watered, they should keep producing through the hot weather. Yeah. Now, the good news about eggplant <laughs> is they don't produce much. And a lot of times, the fruit they produce is bitter. I don't understand why you say that. You don't like eggplant. I I've been told that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told by those silly people that, uh, that actually eat grow eggplant. eggplant. But anyway, and I don't want your uh, casserole recipes. Carson, he doesn't. He didn't like cabbage. He doesn't. No, like he likes tomatoes. I'm not even sure about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, I guess he likes broccoli and tomatoes. Does like broccoli. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Doesn't like onions. <laughs> doesn't like Brussels sprouts. I don't know about cauliflower. Uh, Neil uh, got another question about pecans in Laredo. I said, I've been reading your column for many years in Laredo. We have a 15-year-old pecan tree that is 12 inches in diameter at its base. And about 25 feet tall. It has always done well and looked good until this spring, 
Now it is sparse. About a third of the branches have died. The tree seems to be drying up, although I water it well. Other pecan trees in our part of town have died over the past five years. What can I do? Now, well, last weekend, last weekend we were talking about cotton root rot, and uh, usually pecans are unresistant to cotton root rot unless they're along the border. And uh, for some reason, that nematode. There are many different species of nematode. That nematode affects pecan trees uh, in that area. You're talking kills them. Talking nematodes rather than cotton root rot. Uh, I'm talking cotton root rot. Did I say nematode? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but cotton root rot. And uh, Dr. Gerald Johnson, who since retired and moved to Arkansas to retire. Uh, Hot Springs. Uh, he uh, he used to do a lot of work uh, with trying to control cotton root rot in uh, in that area, the tree. So I imagine these trees that are dying, it's possible that it could be cotton root rot because she's describing the way a cotton root rot kills. If if even if it's a little faster than she described. So uh, Neil recommends the uh, possibility of a pecan rosette zinc deficiency, although that doesn't hit so suddenly like cotton root rot does. Uh, and uh, and we also had, during the drought, we had some uh, die over towards Seguin uh, from uh, hypoxylin can- canker. That's true. Yeah, you remember that? That, that yeah, they, they are. We had a lot of people call. Yeah, that that I think is quite common, especially when they've been taken care of for 20 years and then yeah. suddenly they're no longer taken care of in yeah. the drought. And they would they would die pretty fast yeah. with hypoxylin canker, but they, she says they're they that's happening all over town. So. Uh, it's anybody's guess. He recommended have a certified arborist look at the tree on site. And uh, if they give you one of those diagnoses, hypoxylin uh, hypo- canker or uh, cotton root rot, that's the end of the story. Hmm. And there's nothing you can do to cure it. I had, I had a guy <laughs> here in town that uh, had a pecan tree in his backyard that he loved to sit under and swing in the morning. And uh, it died. All of a sudden, overnight, it died, he said. And uh, I went out there and looked at it. He had Gerald Johnson, the plant pathologist from College Station, go out and look at it. And, And we told him, that that's uh, cotton root rot. There's nothing you can do for it. And uh, he went ahead and sprayed it, sprayed a dead tree <laughs> with uh, Benamil at that time, uh, systemic uh, fungicide. fungicide. And uh, it still died, but it was already dead. Uh-huh. 
It's funny how that happened. And know. so this guy, he was a lawyer. I throw that in. Sued A and M because they couldn't save his dead pecan tree. I doubt if he won anything, but uh, you know when you have a tree that you like like that mm-hmm. in the backyard, it, it it angered you that you can't do something. Well, some some people. Like um, like they're tomato plants almost that much. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. They do. <laughs> yeah. You. What do you mean you can't treat those spider mites? You know. Yeah. Just. It's got to be something to do. And a lot of people don't want to pull them out, or at this time of the year. So for those people, we tell them to cut the cut your tomatoes back. Now, unless it's a heirloom, if it's an heirloom tomato, it's not going to have fruit. This some um, this fall because it's gonna to have to set in hot temperatures and none of those are heat centers. They come from the north and so they 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 don't understand heat setting, especially the hot nights. So, uh, but if you got an heirloom and you don't believe me, uh, you can cut it back. You can cut it back. You will notice that there's no heirlooms for sale here at Millburger. Or at any reputable nursery in town, and so, and that's because in in the fall they just don't make it; uh, they barely make it in the spring. But uh, uh, so you just cut them back about in half, and if they don't have spider mites or any other disease, and keep them watered during the summer. And uh, I, but just in case, I'd plant a a few plants of tycoon and uh, some of the other recommended varieties that we have here at Melbourne. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And now's a great time to head to Millburgers to save on some of your plant favorites. We'll start off with tomatoes because now is the time for fall tomato season. Now is the time to plant, and Millburgers carries a wide variety of different tomatoes. I could read them off to you, like Tycoon or Celebrity or Dwarf Cherry Surprise, but I'm going to tell you that the main thing that you need to know is Millburgers carries tomato varieties that have good experience in San Antonio. So you know you're getting a tomato that's going to have the best chance of doing well. And right now, each six-pack is just $2.99. This week, you'll save on vincas. And perennials are on sale in the number one container, regularly $6.99. Choose from your favorite perennial for just $4.18 or five for $20. You'll save on foxtail fern, day lilies, Mexican bird of paradise, and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road on the web at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you there. The rain is falling through the mist of sorrow that's surrounding me. The sun will never fall away. The bliss that plays around me. Let it rain. Let it rain. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer... Hoping it'll rain here. Got a little brief shower, and then it kind of went away. But 
Uh, give us a call, 210-308-8867. Everybody ran to their cars only to turn around and come back. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. All right. Mm. What else is going on, guys? Um, let's... Let me see. we got a... Uh... Our standard standard question on, on uh, uh, Italian not... Cypress Church. Hmm. <laughs> Poor Calvin, he hates to hear that. No. Well, it's just uh, it's just uh, really, <laughs> really one of the most impossible ones to, to diagnose and figure out what's causing the problems. <laughs> this this question came in and said. Uh, <laughs> Hi there. I, ha- I have around 50 Italian cypress trees. Wow. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, I, I, they are dying. I'd definitely have to drink a lot if I had that many. <laughs> and getting brown from the lower part. Do you think it could be canker fun- fungus as at places that there are cracks in the bar- uh, bark? Cracks in the bark. Could you please advise what steps should I take to revive them? Uh, would appreciate your response, as I do not want to lose these trees, Calvin. Yeah. Thanks. What do you think Forrest said to that? I, <laughs> I, think, he, I think he said here, it's hard to tell what that's causing it, but here's... Th- Three things you can do that may <laughs> contribute to a longer life. I don't know. What did he say? He says, uh, normal, N-I-R-M-A-L, normal. I recommend that you contact a certified arborist and ask his assistance. You can locate one at, uh, he sent her a, a website to locate one. He didn't want to give her the bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest doesn't want to be the bearer of bad well, news. What, Forrest uh, is generally brave enough to do that. He doesn't care. Well, for <laughs> but for the listeners, yeah. uh, the the problem with that is it's so hard to diagnose those the issues. Yeah. Uh, and you you know, and so quite often you'll hear, you know, say, "Well, it could be this." <laughs> which is not a greatest answer. No. She didn't say how old these trees were. But uh, I wonder if it could be a water issue. That would be. Since that, that's wonderful if that turns out <laughs> to be that, because you can you can deal with that. But I don't know if that would uh, result in cracks in the bark. Well, the, the cracks in the bark may be incidental to and not not an issue. Yeah, right. But so uh, is it raining? Because yeah, I see people had, with an umbrella. But oh, we sorry. had a little we had a little sprinkle here. Okay. So uh, I think Forrest probably did the best thing he could do there. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, there, there's a number of plants uh, in Italian cypress. One of them, the Jerry, and I, it's just hard to recommend them because they're unpredictable. Yeah. You just, you just can't. Okay, we, we, we can't guarantee anything will do well, but it's, it's hard on some plants to, you know, when it's a 50-50 crap throw mm-hmm. and we got another one in um, 
about Monterey oaks. Young Monterey oak leaves are turning yellow. I planted two Monterey oak trees several months ago, and the leaves are turning yellow. Now, that's uh, that's we, know, we know what that is. Yeah. What can I do to fix this? Water them. <laughs> My guess, well, uh, Forrest says, Roger, my guess is lack of moisture. Yeah. The extreme heat that we have had coupled with a lack of rain makes it hard on young plants. You should water the tree directly into the root ball that it came with from the nursery. You should soak it good, then water it again when the soil uh, in the root ball feels dry to the touch when you stick your finger into it about two inches deep. Uh, a newly planted tree like that, uh, you you need to soak soak that uh, uh, sort of have a basin around. So you're probably good to have a basin. Yeah, around. there's just there's just no reservoir there. Yet. Yeah, and but so. to water that root ball out here at Milburgers where we sit, we see people with water wands, uh, employees with water wands. And they've got numerous ones of, of, of out here watering these plants every every day, every time we're out here. So, and when you put that uh, plant in the in the ground, uh, you're gonna have to keep that thing moist, or it's gonna lose leaves. Yes. And there's nothing in the world wrong with the Monterey oak, but the, it, it uh, leaves are turning yellow. And uh, Forrest and all, all of us think it's a moisture. What's not, going on? Not tr- watering the root ball. That would be Trace a good is up guess. on the porch with us. What's that? I said that would be a good guess. Yeah. I haven't seen the picture. But... Oh, okay. Well, and I always think of Monterey Oak as uh, some, some, some plants, just kind of, if it gets into the tough conditions, they just, just uh, re- retreat and don't try to do much going. Yeah. And Monterey Oak, though, says, hey, I can... I can grow in this kind of weather, and I can prosper, and then maybe overextends itself a little bit. Or, or it's looking to you at, as responsible for taking care of it and giving it enough water to, yeah. to take take advantage of its ability to survive in the. So what I drought. see, what I see a lot of is people using their sprinklers and sprinkler systems to water their grass. Right, yeah. and they think that that waters the trees. Absolutely. When inevitably it's really more like spitting yeah. at it. Yeah. And then the, and the people look at you. For, that, that's one of the reasons why I say, well, just just dig into that root ball a little bit. And it'll become real obvious. You get down there two inches, that's about as far as your sprinkler system is going to penetrate in this kind of weather in our soil. And that root ball is just dried right out, and that's where the majority of the roots are right well, now. Well, water does take the path of least resistance. So even if they put out an inch worth of water, which might soak in your two, three inches, the water that went there went around the root ball rather than into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, but uh, this was... I'm a, sorry. Uh, well, nice spoiler. Thanks, phrase. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said the same thing we're going to say tomorrow. Oh, okay. It'll be, it'll... I, uh-oh. 
They're coming after you, Milton. I know. Shh. shh. <laughs> uh, I have a question for Trace. Okay. <laughs> Do you think uh, cut vine and stump killer would kill a uh, sago palm if you applied after you removed the pups, the side pups? I don't know. I'd be afraid to try it, wouldn't you? I would be definitely afraid to yeah. try it. <laughs> but even I, I kind of wonder what it would accomplish. If you're trying, well, to, if you're trying to kill it, all you can do is cut the crown out, and it's done. Yeah, yeah. No, so, what he's trying to do is control the pups. pups. Oh yeah, no, want eat pups? No, that's that's just inevitable. As it happens, <laughs> you have to cut them off. Yeah, it said my my sago palms produce lots of side shoots. I do not want the pups, and I have always dug them up to eliminate them. If I cut them off and put some kind of stump killer on them, would it hurt the mother plant? Uh, I think it might. It might, plus it won't affect the pups. Yeah, that's probably true. Pup production, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, people, inquiring minds are wanting to know. Getting a report from Warren, Spider-Man, who's uh, visiting someone in... Getting a nice hard raid in Johnson City. Yeah. Is that good? That, yeah, does that, that help us? Yeah, that's north of us. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's Where's west, our share? a bit of west of us, too, isn't it? Oh, good. So Johnson City Joe can call us and give us a rain report. 210-308-8867. And hey. you've still got that foxtail fern. Yeah, people sale. like that a lot. Yep, it's been Not a good one. Not pretty in the picture. <laughs> uh, number one... Regularly six ninety nine, almost seven. On sale for five eighty eight or two for ten dollars. Did you start that two for stuff? Yes. <laughs> Did you get What's that from Mister Mister Wessler? Did I, you? Kinda. <laughs> but he was always a ten for a person, though. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted people to buy ten to get a deal. <laughs> and we do that sometimes. Yes, we do. Uh, and he, he, they say that they have some daylilies on sale. We do. But mm-hmm. I've not seen any bloom. That's because we have to move them. Yeah, we have to. Uh, <laughs> basically, between secret. noon and two, they're, they're a moving target. You'll find them, but we're keeping them away from Jerry. After that, you'll just ask them. they're wonderful to eat. That's uh, the problem. The, the petals. The, uh. Do they have tags on them, don't they? Do they have the variety? Yes, they do. Uh, are there pictures on the tags? No, sir. Okay. But it's uh, in, the, it's in the name. So like oh, is it? Ruby, you know, it's red. Okay. Yeah, okay. Aztec gold, guess what? It's probably gold. <laughs> okay. And then there's a uh, yellow and in, in the name, and so it's yellow. Aztec gold's been around a long time. I believe so. It's kind of a dwarf, isn't it? I, I think so. Could be. But it's it's been around a long time. And, well, uh, that's that one's probably safe, Trace, because Jerry, is, <laughs> it's at the age now he can't bend down all the way to that's those true. flowers. That's true. That's <laughs> true. I have to get somebody coming by. To, yeah. Where's Jeremy? Give me Jeremy, that, come give on. Give me that flower. <laughs> and uh, uh, all the perennials on sale, forty percent off. Yes, sir. For all the tech, including Texas superstars, uh, salvias. It, uh, how are those dwarf Mexican petunias holding out? They were, you had a beautiful display of them last mm-hmm. week. It's still a good chunk. Yeah. 
Okay. They're good. About 100, 150. Okay. And Lantanas and Plumbago. Plumbago's been leaving, but there's still a good 100 of them left. Yeah, and they're pretty. They're, it's, almost, it's like a bluish purple. It's really pretty. And I've talked about that Sinisa. Uh, I think this is the longest uh, Lynn's Legacy, the the only blue Sinisa uh, uh, has been on the market, as I can remember. You mean available? Available retail, availability yeah. on the market. Well, it's uh, also one of the coupon plants too, isn't it, Trace? I, I think. It- that's a good. That's a. And you know, that's unusual that you get access to the. People uh, love fountains, but don't like paying full fountain prices. We we can help them. What? What do you <laughs> got? <laughs> so all of our fountains are twenty or twenty percent or more off. So there's a few really good deals of forty and fifty percent over there, but all of them, even the brand new ones that we got last week, are oh, twenty percent off. And you got uh, pumps included. Uh, they are. Pretty much all come with a pump, yes. Oh, okay. You oh. mean the, that? It, does it circulate the water, or just uh, yeah. fill it with fill it with water? Well, you fill it, and it recirculates. Okay, that's great. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, limited to stock on hand, so you may want to come and take advantage of that. No, it's the. I thought it was rain. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it. All right, 210-308-8867. If you could, you could sneak in now, maybe, but we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, we talked about the blood drive a couple times, Trace. That's coming up August 15th. And do you know on that one, too, are they I, – I recommend people always go to the Blood and Tissue Center website, but is, is it is it mandatory now again? Do you remember? We'll, we'll tell them tomorrow. Uh, I'm pretty sure they need to. I think so, too. I think uh, – in these times, you, you need to do that. But that's to your advantage anyway because it makes the process really clean. Yeah, it, gives and you, it gives you time. They know they yeah. have enough vehicles out here for the demand. Yeah, there it's you go. That helps too, clean. yeah. And it's, it's important, they say, that, uh, that the people that have had the coronavirus give blood. Yeah, they're doing antibody testing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's free. There's no. It's all part of the, the donation, so. It may be interesting to you. Yeah. All right, got about 30 seconds left. Trace, what else do we need to know? Anything else going on, or will we wait till tomorrow? You want me to tell you how to collect coyote and fox urine? No, 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 no. They can go back and listen we're, to the podcast. We're say that we, to... No, no, we want, we want people to hear the podcast, so they go back and listen to that on the oh, podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll right. save it to tomorrow. We, right. still, we still got uh, milkweed. Yeah. And we got uh, Miss Flower. Trace. I think we're out. Okay. And we got pentas. Uh, Yep. Lots of lantanas. Yeah. And all those one number one pots are on sale. Got to say goodbye. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow on The Answer.